Listeners are advised, this podcast contains coarse language, themes of an adult nature, and inappropriate thoughts about boy bands. And inappropriate thoughts by boy bands, motherfucker. Let's do this. I like the way you looked at me then, like you were expecting me to start. Hi, Amy Long. Hi, Zoe Linkson. How's things? You know. Back in the UK, back on soil. Done your new kids catch up. Jet setter. Did I tell you about my flight home? No. So I upgraded my flight home. Did you? Yes. I'd been looking for weeks and weeks because I knew I'd be absolutely shattered by the end of tour. Where were you flying from? So I'd done a little flight from St. Louis to Chicago, which got into Chicago really early in the morning. Mm. And then I had a day room at Chicago Airport mm-hmm. just because I knew I'd want to repack my bag. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'd been looking for ages and ages to see whether I could get a bed on the way home. And it was ridiculous prices. It yeah. was like, it was about, the ridiculousness of it was, it was just over four grand to upgrade to business class. No. It was three and a half grand to upgrade to first class. What? <laughs> but I couldn't even justify that. And then for some reason, I went on to check my flight like two days before I flew and there was a special offer. To upgrade to business class, 285 quid. And you went, yes, please, I'll take that. <laughs> Absolutely. Fucking hell, So I had amazing. a bed on the way home. It was brilliant. Oh, that's nice. Although the man next to me... I mean, having the, you know, lice flat into a bed seat is great. I mm. love it. It always makes for a really chilled journey. But you are very, very close to the people next to you. And there's just <laughs> that little window that goes up and down separating you. Which, when it was us two... Was absolutely was fine. fine. <laughs> but you're not allowed to put it up until you're up in the air. Mm. So you spend your first hour on the plane looking at a complete stranger. Yes, yes. But, like, literally, and you're face-to-face. It's not even, like, you're next side to by them. side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so the man next to me... He we put the we got up into the air we put he put the window up and he collapsed his seat he didn't even want his meal immediately started so snoring. snoring I knew you were gonna say that <laughs> fucking hell that's why I'm so grateful to have noise cancelling headphones and all that shit yeah that's now, what but, um, I did I put my headphones on I was mm. listening to some podcasts I then can I just can I just tell everybody that when Zoe and I flew business class and we were facing one another the first thing she did when we got on the plane was put the window up <laughs> so she couldn't see me and I was like okay. <laughs> My bad. Anyway, that's so, okay. That's cool. You slept on the way home. Yeah, and then I've done nothing but sleep since I got back, which is really... I have to be up at 4.30 for work tomorrow mm. morning, my first day back, and the, the boss boss is away, so I'm yeah in, in charge in charge. Yeah. Really petrified that I'm not going <laughs> to... Because I had my alarm, so I did wake up at 6 this morning before my alarm went off, because I bring my alarm forward every day so my alarm was mm. set for seven i woke up at six and i was like this is a fucking breeze i'm mm. gonna well get up at seven o'clock slept through till half twelve oh, shit yeah so i'm hoping that you're gonna tire me out right now okay well if you'd like to stand up we'll do some dance routines <laughs> <laughs> okay. i can show you my right stuff oh yeah oh, oh oh i mean i know the words i don't <laughs> so boy band news yeah, new kids on the block are on oh. tour. Oh, what? Sorry, okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, new kids on the block are on tour. And take that are on tour. I think we might have mentioned that once or twice. <laughs> Jonas have got a film out on Amazon Prime on the fourth of June. I know it's a documentary, and I think they may it may be some footage from the series they had, which was called Jonas. Yes, but it's also the past year of them building up to our their, podcast. Their, yes, <laughs> boy bandivity. Yeah, I mean it. It makes it feel like it's a bit of a lie that we got them back together like they'd been planning it for a year and it was just a coincidence that our podcast brought i mean was it a coincidence or did they go okay let's coincide this yeah or have they gone back 
in the month since we did our oh, Genesis episode. And delved into and f- their archives. No, and faked footage. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's going to have all the wedding ceremonies? Of... Oh my God, that would be amazing. Mm. I'd would... like to see that. It's so going to be a good three hours of, yeah. of the documentary. It's just all the wedding ceremonies. Three hours of the documentary. <laughs> I actually started listening to... Because I know they got back together and we were super excited. I hadn't really listened to any of the tracks they put out. It's really good. Oh, really? Yeah, the stuff is really good. I've I'm, never heard a Jonas track in my life. I'd quite like us to go out for a show. Oh. Uh, also, yeah, so their tour went on sale, sold out almost immediately. I they had to add extra even, dates. Didn't even know they were going on tour, mate. It's I called mean, Happiness Tour. Oh. Okay, cool. Well, we'll have a look at that. Um, <laughs> We're not going to do it, are we? No. I've got no more time off I've got no year. more fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> All my money so is So if you'd spent. like to support our Patreon campaign. <laughs> <laughs> yes, to get us to Jonas or to get Amy to a new kids gig because, you know, Wahlberg made a promise. So anyway, Backstreet Boys, that's next on the agenda. They finished their Vegas residency. Did you book a ticket? No, I'm waiting. Okay. I'm waiting until the day. Okay. And seeing if I can get out of work at an I think appropriate be time. Quite... If I can get time off, I'd probably come with you. Oh, yeah. Okay. But they said, so, yes, yeah, so they started the tour, finished their Vegas residency. I had a lot of friends go to that last show. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. But opens up a spot in Vegas, Amy. Mm. I feel we should put a boy band in. Oh, it's got to be like for like, boy band for boy band. So... New Kids, no, New Kids, I didn't, I've spoken about this before, I didn't massively enjoy the New Kids Vegas residence, it wasn't even a residency, it was a long weekend, but I don't like Vegas, but there are some boy bands, like, I would absolutely go out to Vegas if NSYNC slotted themselves into that little vacant spot. Mate, you know that we're campaigning to make that <laughs> reunion happen, it's so. Gotta be, it's the only option. Yeah. Like, what other boy band can fill in that? Well, take that promise us a Vegas residency in summer 2017. Hasn't but happened. Not going a, to happen. They're a bit busy right now. They're a bit their busy. <laughs> but yeah, and JC was in London seeing Take That. Oh my God, you think week. it might be a Take That in Sync combo Vegas? Mate, don't fucking even start. I can't <laughs> even, like, don't do this to me. My heart can't take it. But I would I would strongly campaign for NSYNC to fill that spot. For sure. Absolutely. We'd 100%. Go out. Even though I, I mean, I've had this conversation with you that I find you casinos, yeah, any casino, really, I find them so overstimulating. There's yeah. noise and lights and That's so many what they people, do. and they pump oxygen in to keep you awake. Yeah, yeah. I just find it, it really, really sets me on edge. But I would mm. a million percent, yeah, go out to Vegas to see and sync. Yeah, and we could invite our new friends as well. Oh, the girls. Yeah, so we there's a new boy band pod. Sorry, kick the table. So there is another boy band podcast that's happening. It's called Girl, Were You Alone? Yes. It's a podcast all about NSYNC. And I just, they've, they're two episodes in at this point. I want to say welcome to the world of boy band podcasting. It's nice to know that there's a couple of other people out there that feel the same way we do. Yeah. Um, and good luck with it all. It's, you're not going to regret it. It's so much fun. It is. I don't think I've listened to any other boy band podcasts other than maybe... The, the bits that I sent you over Lou Pearlman. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's probably only those ones that have got like the mogul side of things. Yeah. And things in the lead up to the boy band con. But yeah. Hi girls. Welcome to our niche. It's Yay. us and you. Let's do this shit. Yeah, let's do it. Absolutely. Um, Let's talk about the new kids screenplay then. Yeah, you know I always started writing a screenplay about New Kids, don't you? Yeah, well, someone else has said the same thing that they're on Twitter that they've 
they they so they started writing a similar thing but then turned it into fiction so i suppose a bit like fan fiction or whatever yeah well, when i got made redundant it was kind of i started looking into how to write screenplays so i've got two screenplay yeah. ideas yeah one is don't give one is the one based on my family tree yes the f- like the whole fascinating <laughs> like, don't that's give not it away screenplay. no one's gonna no, okay yeah of that's course. the mini series yes Okay. That's the Downton Abbey thing. And I, and I even had this conversation with Donnie in fucking March about writing a screenplay about New Kids Fangirls. Like, yeah. sat in his trailer on set. I don't even know how it came up. And I said to him, oh, I, I started writing a New Kids Somebody, screenplay. I'm going to start writing fan fiction soon. I, can, I can't <laughs> even tell you how many emotions inside me need to get out of me. Anyway, um, but yes, I think this is... I so think I'm this is an just excellent idea. Try Someone's... and find it. What it was because someone put it in our Facebook group. What was the tagline? I let me find the name of it and then we'll okay. do the tagline. Um, do f- join the Facebook group if you're if you're enjoying the podcast. We have it's a niche little. There's only a couple of hundred of people in there, but it's fun and it's where I post a lot of secrets that I can't quite talk about. And I'm in it I'll, at the moment as well. And yeah, nobody knows I'm in it because I'm not in it under my own name. <laughs> and you're I'm forever there. saying I hate Facebook. I do hate Facebook, but I am. Um, I'm in new it. New Kids at the on the Block movie about middle-aged fangirls shopped at major studios. Uh, it's not a name, so it doesn't give a name for it. But the tagline for it is... Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, I've lost it again already. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Uh, the tagline advises, fangirls don't blow the band. I think that's mildly inaccurate, frankly. I think it's horribly inaccurate. I, Given the opportunity? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, I... There has been a lot of discussion about this sort of shit on the group chat this week, and I will not go into it on here, but... It is. We've. It's been discussed. We all know where we stand. <laughs> <laughs> we've literally just had the conversation in the Facebook group about the pictures of me making out with Donnie that are too filthy to post. Filth. <laughs> Filth. I, I had Amy adjudicate them. So there's a discussion today about your favourite selfie with mm. with your boy bander, and everyone's posting pictures of them. Favourite selfie, your favourite moment. Favourite picture. Just yeah. Or just one and the story behind it. Yeah. So I once again took the opportunity to share with everyone in the group the video of me making out with Donnie and uh, admitted that there are actual still photos of it where you can see full-on tongue between the two of us. And I was implored to post it. I had Amy adjudicate the situation. I zoomed in. And she said, no, it's too filthy. I just don't think it's appropriate. (laughs) Not even in an adult arena. I think that's, we'll keep that one between us. Where we've already admitted that we have inappropriate thoughts about boys. That wasn't even an inappropriate thought. It was an inappropriate thing. I have a correction to make as well, by the way. This is from a podcast from months ago. Oh. That has popped into my head and I've been thinking about it a lot, right? So remember when we discussed how I didn't want to fuck my boy band and you went oh you don't and I was like yeah but I probably would fuck your boy band or one maybe two particular members of it and I was like I don't see I don't see my boys that way <laughs> it's, it's just not a, situ- a thing for has me has the situation changed Amy yes 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 it has it has somewhat any particular one Gary Barlow. <laughs> Shocker. Oh my, I know, oh, I, I have know, to give a shout a out shock. here to my friend Carrie, who drove us from Kansas City up to St. Louis. Yeah. She was the driving mum. She had a little minivan. Carrie's got triplets. Fucking in awe of her that not only did she have one baby, she had three at the same time. Yes. And they all seem relatively sane. Yes. So her triplets are Taylor, Connor and Ryan. Yeah. Uh, three cutest kids ever 
she listens to the podcast in the car. Mm-hmm. I, despite the disclaimer, she doesn't care that her kids can hear us saying fuck all the time. But there is a complaint coming from, I believe it was Connor, who thinks that you say the word Gary too slow. Too slow? <laughs> yes. Apparently it's like Gary. But I don't know how, like, how do they say it then? Gary? <laughs> <laughs> do they say oh what? Gary it's Gary know. yeah I don't yeah, I, Gary. but that was that's know. our feedback from um, okay how old is this child I think they're nine or ten okay which one is it who's saying this I think it's Connor Connor it's Gary and you are wrong okay good but so, thank you for listening and I apologize that my friend Amy is such a potty mouth and I'm, about, I, of I'm course. And now about to say how much I want to bone Gary so <laughs> yeah ask your mum what that means boys <laughs> <laughs> so anyway <laughs> fucking hell it's good to know we're appealing to a young audience anyway Huh. Right. Okay. What? What's next <laughs> to talk about? We are well, going to do. I did, we didn't fully get into your fan fiction, Amy. Oh yeah. Well, this is it, right? This is the thing. My, I've got a couple of group chats going. I've got a group of friends that I met through one of my friends who's a fangirl, and we all went to opening night together. And then I have a second group chat with two of my friends. So my Lara, my Lara, who everyone already knows, and my friend Harriet. And we each like a different member of Take That, so it works Handy. really well. So I'm Gary, Lara's Mark, Harriet's Howard. Although, to be fair, I don't think Harriet would be fussy. But she was always... <laughs> Did you just call your friend slut? No. Oh. Harriet, are you? Because <laughs> I fully endorse that. So, but Harriet, tour, tweet me. On <laughs> this tour, I've been saying... Um, Gary is so fucking hot. His arms are incredible. He just looks fucking amazing and they're like mm, I'm not convinced Lara thinks he's a bit too much like she goes he's such a, a dad like he would make a dad joke like she goes I couldn't absolutely he used to make dad jokes before he was a that's dad that's exactly he's what I said he's always been the dad joke one that's what I said I said that this morning I was like or last night I said Gary made dad jokes before he was a dad and Lara said yeah but he'd be the type of person that would be like oh we're gonna have some fun tonight <laughs> it's like oh Christ dancing around so, the kitchen come on girls so I, <laughs> She said he'd moonwalk into the bedroom. <laughs> I was like, it's so true. But I, yes. Yeah, so I then described a situation of a naked Gary Barlow moonwalking. Oh my god, mate! I would, I would be fine with that. So I, um, I gave them a scenario whereby I found that photo that I showed you a minute ago of him with his serious face and I was like you cannot tell me that if you if he approached you with the serious face on and he came right up close to you slowly and he took a deep breath in and he put his hands in your hair and planted one on you you would say no and Lara started going fanfic 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 and I was like yes I've thought about this and it it might be collaborative fanfiction that might be a bit weird Okay, but let's discuss that further uh, off air <laughs> before this turns into a pornographic podcast. Yeah, I apologise. I feel really bad now. We gave a shout out to the triplets. Well, this is what I'm viewing. In the middle of our porn what's section. What's the name of your friend? <laughs> Carrie. Carrie, you're a terrible mother. <laughs> this is all on you, not us. <laughs> we have a disclaimer. Right at the start, it says motherfucker in it. Like, we can't be held accountable for what your children have in their ears. So, yeah. So, this went weird. <laughs> I Also, I want to give a shout out to... I don't think I've mentioned to this 
this to you before, but I came across a writer for um, the website Jezebel called Maria Sherman, who's working on a boy band book. I want to try and hook up with Maria. Yeah, Maria. Yeah. Cool. What kind of boy band book? I, it just says writing a book about boy bands. She's it, done some great articles on boy bands. You can go back and read through all her stuff on Jezebel. Is she, she UK based? No, she's American. Okay. I think she's based out in washington okay but i just wanted to give her a little shout out going yeah peak boy band go maria yeah what is this the year of the boy band it's fucking awesome love it love it right so we're gonna fuck off for a moment and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk at you about our um specialist subject today actually it's zoe's specialist subject <laughs> i'm i was supposed to do the research on the history of this particular thing and i failed <laughs> again fortunately i knew she'd fail <laughs> <laughs> i'm so busy i've been t- doing tour and work and what the fuck have working. i been doing you've been touring and flying and traveling and i know you're really tired and you're jet lagged but i had to fucking do my job for the last two weeks as well which i love any people from work who are listening <laughs> how can i quit this job and still maintain this level of fangirl i don't know anyway so our topic for our today is when we make millions of our fan fiction <gasps> yes we need a publisher or we can just chuck it out as an ebook that's what people do now yeah okay somebody find out what that dickhead bl james did she did an ebook okay We'll figure it out. We could have an offshoot of the podcast where oh. we just read fan fiction. We totally could. <laughs> and we could actually do a pornographic slash adult version of I'm with the boy band. And it could be called like, I'm with the porn band. No. I'm with the boy porn. I did the boy band. I did. A handsome man enters the room. As he looked at her across the room, her eyes wandered downwards, sparkling towards his crotch. So, this week's boy band of the week is another one of our let's get a shit ton of boy bands out of the way in one go. Yes. But I also want to point out that none of these were on our list. <laughs> well, one was. <laughs> one was. So, actually, were two? No, we discounted one. Yeah. Yeah. So, this week we're doing... It's a incredible week for Europeans. Hmm. Yes, it is because next Saturday, tomorrow, the seventeenth, eighteenth of May. I don't fucking know what day it is. <laughs> Saturday, the eighteenth of May. It's Eurovision. Eurovision final day. And for those of you not within Europe, and Eurovision spreads to Australia. The Australians have <laughs> totally been on the Eurovision bandwagon for years and years and years. So it's they so will weird. get this. Uh, uh, but yeah, to other, to those outside Europe, it probably is a little bit weird. Eurovision. The Australia's in Eurovision. That's what's weird. <laughs> Eurovision is a song contest where nation competes against nation. They put a song in. It's a three-minute song. And each nation that's taking part then votes on which is the best song. And the winner goes on to much fame. And when I say much fame... Mm. No fame. No fame. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit of your. I like how you were gesticulating <laughs> into the air. Much fame. No, no fame. No fame. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of Eurovision history. It began in 1957. Wow. With seven countries taking part. What, which, what were they? Oh. Which were Belgium, France, Germany, Italy, Luxembourg, 
the Netherlands and Switzerland. Oh. And just for clarification for everyone again, the Netherlands <laughs> is Holland. Same. It's one of the longest running television programs in the world. And it's watched by up to 600 million people Holy every year. I watched Eurovision from Ayers Rock. Uh, sorry, it's not called that anymore. It's called Uluru. Do they um, have TVs on Uluru? Not on Uluru. It was in the hotel next to Uluru in 2001. Yeah, okay, obviously, I won't pick that spot off you. Um, and it was the year that Terry Wogan, and I hope we're going to mention Terry because... National Rest treasure. in peace. R.I.P. Oh, it still hurts my heart. Um, he called the presenters. It was in Denmark, I think, that year, and he called the. He said they looked like they were dressed up as Doctor Death and the Tooth Fairy, and he got banned from ever being allowed to enter <laughs> Denmark again. <laughs> so it's a little bit political. It is very political. So, despite what everyone thinks, Eurovision is not based on geography so it's not based on whether or not you the country is part of europe it's based upon whether or not you're a member of the european broadcast union Mm -hmm. which is a conglomerate of national tv stations and the european broadcast union doesn't just cover europe it covers a chunk of the world so which is why we get countries such as israel taking part i believe morocco have taken Mm -hmm. part once and Australia. Australia now take but that's a token like Australians love it's Eurovision popular, so yeah. much that they're invited as a guest nation each year. What so, if they won it? Would it then have to be hosted in Australia? I don't believe that that's part of the rules because they're oh. a guest nation rather than a hosting okay. nation. Okay. So the UK joined Eurovision in nineteen fifty seven. Mm-hmm. This year, twenty. 20- was that the first year? No, so it began in 56. We oh, came sorry. along in 57. Yep, we okay. skipped 58 for some reason and came back in 59. Okay. So we've only missed two. The This year, there's going to be 45 countries competing. There's now so many countries that take part, they have to hold heats. Yes, so you get I thought the, that was a bit odd. By the time this goes out, we'll have had semi-final one, semi-final two. The top 10... I mean, we don't know what semi-finals are, <laughs> as we all know. <laughs> the top 10 from each semi-final go through to the live final. And then you have the big five, which are the five nations who always qualify for the final because they put the most money into it, which is... I mean, that sounds a bit dodgy. Well, no, it's the people that finance the whole thing. Yeah, okay. So the big five are France, Germany, Spain, Italy and the UK. So no matter how shit we are in previous Hang years... Hang on a minute. What if we Brexit? Do we then withdraw our money from Eurovision? Eurovision? No. <laughs> Imagine the uproar if we didn't take part in Eurovision. How much is it costing us? Is it three hundred and fifty million pounds a week? <laughs> I don't know. That could all go into the Somebody NHS, get, you know. Someone get Nigel Farage on the phone. Anyway, how many times have we won it? We've the, only missed two. How many did we win? The UK have won it five times. Fuck off. Have we really? Yeah. I thought it was no time. I thought I was cracking a really some, good joke. Out of 60 something. So 1957. So 62 years. We've won it five times. But we've also come second place more than any other country. We've come second 15 times. Holy shit. So the country that's won it the most is Ireland. Yes. They've won it seven times. And now they try and sabotage it because <laughs> they can't afford to host it anymore. They won it two years in a row. In fact, they won it in 92, 93 and 94 and it almost bankrupted RTE having to put it on yeah which is where you get that 
brilliant Father Ted episode, oh. the My Lovely Horse episode, which is their... I've never watched Father Ted. Oh, it's brilliant. It's yeah. their parody of Eurovision. Eurovision, which is a priest song competition, and they put in a really shit song and win. So the general gist of Eurovision is that it's very garish, very camp, very cheesy. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's pure pop. Although yes. in more recent years, it's not just pop songs that go into it, but it was always very poppy. The most notable Eurovision winners, uh, 1975, ABBA won. ABBA, yeah. With Waterloo. 1981, Bucks Fizz. I mean, that's for any British listener. They will know exactly who that is. Have you seen their reforming as a three piece? Oh, they did a performance on is this that morning. Fee? <laughs> they did a performance. No, it's like orange Bucks juice fizz. with a splash of champagne. Well, <laughs> Prosecco. We have... I was going to say, I don't think we can call it champagne. But oh my god, they did a performance on this morning a couple of weeks ago, and I watched it and wanted to die. I'll show you that I'll after. Listen. Okay, Celine Dion won it in 1988, representing Switzerland. So there have been some big. Uh, Olivia Newton John sang in 1974 for the UK. We've had a few. We had Katrina and the Waves, didn't we? Yeah. She sang. They were already famous first, though. Yeah. And I can't. I can never remember what the Katrina and the Waves song that they did for Eurovision is because I just remember Katrina and the Waves as Walking on Sunshine. Yeah. Who sang? Oh no, it's different. <laughs> um, Non-European countries that have taken part: Israel. They've won it a couple of times. Morocco went in for one year and one year only. Cyprus also take part. Armenia. And from 2015, Australia have taken part as a guest entrant. Okay. Australia have been broadcasting Eurovision since 1983. Yeah. And in 96, Gina G. And that's who I was just about to say. Ooh, uh, just, just a little, little bit. bit. Ooh, oh, I thought uh, it was Katrina Waves for a minute. And I was like, no, it's Gina G. Yeah. yeah so she... she Gina G is Australian. She represented the UK singing Ooh Didn't win. Thanks, Gina. Okay, fucking hell. With that song, though? Yeah. Oh, I love that song. How did it not win? I don't know. It's so Eurovision. Yeah. There's been some strange winners. Very. Like Lordy? No, you're not as into Eurovision as I am. I'm really not. So until 1971, Eurovision entries were soloists or duets so oh. you don't have one or two performers on stage so for the first 15 competitions yeah there wouldn't have been a boy band entrant because and it's primarily women as well having sat and looked at every single eurovision entry ever yeah to figure out would they qualify as a boy oh band i God, looked at Zoe. a picture of everyone over all 60 however many years 20 plus entrants a year um to pull out which ones would be boy bands um, so it wasn't until 1984, mm. so 1971, soloists and duets, it then took 13 years for us to get to our first entry that would legitimately qualify as a boy band. Yeah. So in 1984, the Swedish entry for Eurovision was a band called the Herries. Okay. They are three Mormon brothers called Per, Louise and Richard, and they sang an upbeat 1980s dance song called Diggy Lou Diggy Lay. Mm-hmm. Very Eurovision. Dressed like big fun. <laughs> yeah, so I've made, I've made Amy watch the videos earlier. They are dressed in white trousers and colour shirts and they look a little bit like big fun, but you said Bucks Fizz, so we nicknamed yeah. them Big Fizz. Big Fizz or Bucks Fun. <laughs> you choose. <laughs> um, a fellow contestant nicknamed the Dancing Deodorants because of their impossibly <laughs> clean cut look. They opened up the show and the opening spot, the way the voting works is 
everyone performs and then all the juries vote afterwards. So it's notoriously, if you've got the first slot, you're less likely to win because people have forgotten your performance right. by the time they get through to number 25. Um, it's So they open the show, a notoriously hard spot to win from. Yep. They were the last act ever to win Eurovision, having been the opening act. Wow. So our very first boy band in Eurovision, the Herries, win. And they were performing for which country? For Sweden. Very good. The song reached number 46 on the UK charts and was number one in Sweden. They went on to become the first European band to be invited to perform behind the Iron Curtain. Oh. Just we're still deep in... The Cold War. Yes. Yep. They split brief. They split briefly in nineteen eighty-seven when Brother Louis went off to serve his mission with the LDS, the Church of the Latter-day Latter-day Saints. Saints. Uh, they reunited in two thousand and two and have remained active ever since, oh. scoring themselves a massive twenty points for the amount of time they've been together, which is huge for a boy band you've never heard of. Yeah, it is. Yeah. They're very blonde, aren't they? Yeah, They're they very are. Swedish looking. Yes. So the we then move forward another three years before we get our next Eurovision boy band. Yep. They represent Greece in 1987. They are called Bang and they sing a song called Stop. They formed in 1987 as a three-piece and almost immediately lose a member. Oh, so even before Eurovision, Eurovision, they're down to a two-piece, which is two guys called Thanos and Vasilis, who changed their names to Paul and Billy <laughs> in order to enter Eurovision as a duo. They bear a striking resemblance to two Simon Le Bon lookalikes performing a Wham karaoke <laughs> in some kind of like pageant off. So I haven't seen... So I need to watch this video because I haven't seen this yeah. one. The, their entry to Eurovision is described as a pop-funk anthem. Pop funk. Yeah. Okay. They finished 10th out of 22 entrants, which is actually a really good result for Greece. Yeah. Greece don't do well in Eurovision. They go on to release a single called You're the One in May 1989. And I want to bring up that date because when you look at the video of them, you're like, whoa, that's so like long ago. That's so dated. But they're, this is peak. This is the crossover between Bross and New Kids. When yeah. you look at how they look, okay. you can see how dated the Eurovision look still is um the single you're the one released may 89 reaches number 74 in the uk charts i'm calling them borderline boy band they really only made the cut for me due to the fact that they look like a holiday resort version of wham (laughs) right i'm gonna watch it so okay i've watched the video i want to know why hairstyles for men were so bad in 1989 <laughs> Fucking i blame dallas and dynasty yeah i, I mean oh, i just can't it's a little bit that. of crockett and tubs from miami vice too yeah that, there's a lot of hairspray going on i wish i knew what they were singing though because what country are they are they singing in greek yes so up until i don't know what date the cutoff was but most for the first chunk of eurovision's most entrants sang in their national language right and then it was you could sing in a different language and most people would have chosen english English. so you get a lot of songs nowadays which are sung in english with a heavy accent (laughs) yes but because it was felt that it appealed to more juries like if you're singing in swedish 
the Greek jury's not got a fucking clue what you're singing about. Whereas yeah. if you sing in English, it's such a national language, like a international national language, language around yeah. Europe. That everyone speaks it, so you've got yeah. a, a better chance. Okay. So that was 1987. We then go on another three years. Mm-hmm. And I have to big up Sweden here because m- the first chunk of boy band entrance in Eurovision all come out of yeah, Sweden. Yeah. So 1990, the Swedish entry is a band called Edin Adal. And they are singing a song called Som and Vind, <laughs> which translates to Like a Wind. <laughs> and one of them looks like a squashed Ricky Martin. <laughs> <laughs> we have done, I've done a little YouTube video playlist so you can all go on and have a look at these. It's good fun. Mm. Um, Edin Adele are a Swedish contemporary Christian music act. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> they have been active since 1977. Wow. They take part in Eurovision in 1990. They continue being active till 1994. I uh, mean, some of them look like they were born well before the 70s. <laughs> yeah. The Edin Adele is composed of two sets of brothers, Bertie and Lassie, and Simon and Frank. Simon and Garfunkel. Mm-hmm. Like a Wind peaked at number one in Sweden. Frank went on to be the voice of Simba in the Swedish version of The Lion King. Oh, growing up Simba. I assume yeah. so. I've never seen The Lion King. That's, I don't blame you, mate. Don't watch <laughs> it. It's too, it's too heartbreaking. Okay. We now jump forward another three years. So the next boy band entrant into Eurovision is again for Sweden. It, oh, sorry. 1990, Ed and Adele finished 16th out of 22. So other than our first... The Herries, which won, mm. the boy bands aren't really cutting it in Eurovision. No. So, 1993, another Swedish entry called Arvingana, <laughs> with a song called Eloise. Mm-hmm. Arvingana are a Swedish dance band who had formed in 1989. There are four of them, Kaspra, Lars, Kim and Tommy. The name Arvingana translates as the heirs. It's in reference to the fact that all their parents are also in Swedish dance bands. The song Eloise describes who a man who wants to know if Eloise is more than a friend. Dude, we've all fucking been there. <laughs> They're very, wearing very matchy-matchy, shiny it's, jackets. Eurovision is a lot about matching outfits. Mm-hmm. Uh, the single Eloise peaked at number 10 in the Swedish singles charts. They remain active to this day in Sweden. They've released 15 albums, mm. all of which have made the Swedish top 40. Their most recent one peaked at number 4. Eurovision, status-wise, Eloise comes 7th out of 25 acts. That's pretty good. Pretty good boy band showing. Yeah, very good. We now jump forward four years, 1997. A boy band called Blonde. I won't make you guess where they're from. I'm going to go with Norway. Oh, no. Was it Sweden? (laughs) (laughs) They sing a song called, and I have to, I don't think we've got many Swedish listeners, but my pronunciation here is going to be, truly fucked Barahon Alskamig perfect mate which means I'm if, Swedish if, that's great <laughs> your, your blonde is dyed <laughs> translates as if only she loves me oh another sad one blonde are a three piece they are Jonas Gabrielle and Patrick they only appear to have been active that one year they took part in Eurovision there's very okay. little information about them mm-hmm. they now, the Eurovision song for each country is generally chosen by national competition. Some yeah. writers will enter their song, you vote within a nation. The British version of that's called used to be called Song for Europe, yeah. where they'd be 12 songs on TV, everyone would vote, and the winner would go through. Mm-hmm. So they go through that same route. The year they entered, 
1,229 songs were entered oh to be the Swedish Song for Europe. Blonde finished 14th out of 25 with mm. Only She Loves Me. Gabrielle continued his Eurovision journey post-Blonde. Blonde were together a year. Gabrielle went on, he did backing vocals two years later for the Swedish entry, uh, which won. And the year after that, he provided backing vocals again for the Maltese entry. Oh. So he's a little bit of a Eurovision slut. I know someone who performed at Eurovision, now that you're saying this. Absolutely someone I know performed at Eurovision as a backing singer <laughs> or musician or something. And I don't know who the fuck that was. Yeah, there's a limit to the number of people they're allowed on stage. We were only right. allowed six people on stage okay. performing. That's interesting. Again, in 1997, another boy band entrant, a band called VIP, who were representing Hungary. They look like Boyzone. Oh, show me the picture. I mean, it's just a tiny little... Oh, yeah. So this is the one with the big collars. Mm. Now, see, this is strange to me. So we're, again, so 97 is deep peak boy band yeah. in Europe. You would not be able to move. Like, you wouldn't be able to go to Waitrose without bumping into a fucking boy band. <laughs> But still, their fashion is a bit, and I it's don't know dated. if that's it's yeah. a, it's dated because they're deep Europe and we're yeah. very fashion forward over here in the UK. Yeah, to us. we're like cool as fuck, mate. Um, so VIP represented Hungary. I'm not even going to try and pronounce the Hungarian version title of the song. The song's called "Why Do You Have to Go." I'll I'll try. Go on then. Miat kel hogi elmenj. Elmenj. Oh, back to the porn. <laughs> <laughs> VIP were formed in 1997 and they were active until 2001. Four members, four, four, mem- <laughs> four members, Alex, Imre, Victor and Gergo. Oh. They were tied for 12th place with Greece. The song, Why Do You Have To Go, is a ballad. It's performed very boy band style. On stools. Uh, the song is the band asking a woman why she needs to leave a relationship. And making a promise that if she stays, it will be different. Oh, God. Gaslighting. That's what yeah, they were doing. Right. Victor went on to write a song called Candlelight, which was the Hungarian entry for Eurovision in 2008. That one didn't make it past the semifinals. Okay. So, forward to 1999. Mm-hmm. Israel, not in Europe. Are you looking at it? Uh, shall, I, shall I watch it? Okay, yeah. I'm going to watch it. Okay, we've watched the video. It's fucking dreadful. <laughs> they have kind of matching out. There's four of them. Uh, Doran, Raphael and brothers Gab- Gabriel and Eddie. Matching outfits, apart from the one. He's wearing a black shirt, not a white shirt. Yeah. Okay. So the song's called Happy Birthday. The song's Happy Birthday. It's an up-tempo number with a band singing about the simple joy of having a birthday and <laughs> celebrating it with a party. <laughs> Cool. Where did that come? <laughs> it came fifth out of 23 entrants. Jesus Christ. That must have been a slow entry year. Yeah. Um, member Eddie Butler represented Israel again as a solo artist in 2006. Jump forward two years. Now, we are now peak boy band. We are deep, deep backstreet boys. NSYNC have been shipped out to Europe. What year are become, we now? So we're shooting forward to 2001. Okay, so, yeah, Backstreet, mm, I think we might be a bit post-Backstreet at this point. But Europe should know how to do a boy band oh, at this Europe point. 
know how to do a boy band. Like, we love a boy band, so I still don't get quite why mm. the boy bands in Eurovision are so terrible. Because all the good boy bands are out there being actual boy bands. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, 2001 entry from Iceland by a band called Too Tricky. The song is called Angel. The song is an up-tempo pop song in which the singer is calling on the object of his affections to come to him and fly me away. The lyrics insinuate that the pair had previously been together in a relationship and it didn't end well. Okay. Uh, too his, tricky. his fault, probably. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> the Too Tricky are a two-piece consisting of Christian and Gunnar. They finished 22nd out of 23, but they actually finished joint 22nd. Oh, so there were two people. Into- <laughs> yeah. mm, okay. They scored three points. Well done, Too Tricky. You were just too tricky. Yeah. Uh, 2002, this is just a side note, not an actual entry. Level, A band called Level Best finished third in the running to be the UK entry for Song for Europe with a song called Every Step of the Way. One of the members of Level Best is Jamie Tinkler, who we've previously heard about in our Back to Reality episode because he was a member of Avenue and he was also on Pop Idol in 2001. Yes, thank two. you. One or two. I've got. <laughs> I've written it as two o one question mark question mark. I think it's two thousand two. Yeah. I think Pop Idol was two th- start of two thousand two. Yeah. So still in two thousand and two, Russian entry for Eurovision, a Russian boy band mm. called Premier Minister, which translates as Prime Minister. No, I would <laughs> never really have got that. Singing a song called Northern Girl. The song is about a girl who appears to have a heart of ice, but has stolen the heart of the lead singer. Okay. Prime Minister had been formed in 97 and were huge in Russia. They had a massive hit in 2000 with a cover of a classic Russian song called Oriental Song. Oh, yeah, I know. And in 2002, they were invited to take part in Eurovision. They changed their name to Prime Minister for the competition so people understand what it is. Okay. Uh, In 2005, the group members split up with their producer and they go on to perform as Group PM and Prime Minister are started anew by the producer who owns the name. Oh. So this, they were still active for a few years after Eurovision. Yeah. They finished 10th out of 24. Okay. Still in 2002, Cyprus enter with a boy band called One. Oh, can we watch this one? It looks quite interesting. Yeah, go. I mean, that was a lot. They're the most boy bandy yeah. boy band that we've had so far yes, though yes definitely absolutely matching outfits they've got a little dance routine Lots going on flares. yeah and one of Is them this... looks like adam levine they look very separate borderline adam levine <laughs> <laughs> sorry i said avril levine what <laughs> <laughs> so one were promoted as greece and cyprus's first ever boy band okay um they perform their song in english this is the first time ever that the cypriot Cypri entry did not singing greek i don't think they could speak very good english (laughs) so bless them it must be so hard to sing in a foreign language yeah the song is about a girl who's being asked to give them a sign that she loves them oh the one cyprus's first boy band uh constantinos can i sorry just interrupt you if they're asking a girl to give them a sign that she loves them First of all, if she fucking loved you, you would have had that fucking sign. So if you're the moron that can't take that sign, 
then that's your top, your know, two bad. The girls like me and second of all, just really bad at flirting. <laughs> I think like, if no, I if you listen, people you love know you love them. They do. Okay. They do. And, or maybe she doesn't love them, and they're like, "Tell me you love me," and she's like, "I will not." Because she doesn't <laughs> love them. You're going a little bit too deep into okay. what's basically your Eurovision song. Okay, Konstantinos, yes. Panos, Dimitri, Philippos, and Agiris. <laughs> they had been formed in 1999, so three years before they were in Eurovision. Yeah. Uh, and they performed the traditional route of a boy band, Viral Auditions. 179 nice. applied, and they whittled down to the five we have on stage. It's a five piece. It's, that's top boy bands. Actual boy bands. Five piece. Yeah. Dances. In 2001, the national broadcaster of Cyprus, CyBC, asked them to take part in Eurovision and they agreed. They were active from 1999 to 2005. They released five albums and sold over 700,000 records. Holy shit. Which must be everyone in Cyprus buying their records 700,000 times each. Yeah, that's. (laughs) (laughs) Good. 2004, a couple of side notes. A boy band called High Rise competed for the Eurovision song, which this year was called Eurovision Making Your Mind Up. They were oh, for the British for, entry. To be the British entry. Yeah. They were Matt, 18, from Birmingham, Maxwell from Windsor, Ben from London, and Anthony from Wales, with a song called Lead Me On. Anthony went on to score two hit singles in his own boy band with his brothers, a boy band 3SL. Oh, it's Anthony Scott Lee. Yeah. I need to watch this one. Okay, so the song's great. I love that song they so much. They are lip syncing. Yeah, you're allowed to lip sync. You, you, you have to sing live on actual Eurovision. Yeah. That's one of the rules. Okay. But when you're just having your song judged to be part of your national entry. You can just lip sync. Yeah, it could be longer than three <laughs> minutes. As long as when you go into the final, it's three minutes long, you're oh, singing is that, live. Is that it? Three minutes? Yes, your, right. your song can be no longer than three minutes on actual Eurovision. Okay. But there's it's a free-for-all when you're competing to be the national entry. Second side note for 2004, the Germany Song for Europe, whatever that was called, mm-hmm. uh, had a boy band competing called Overground they failed to win the spot with their single called The Final Star. I can't find that one Is anywhere. it called The Final Star? No, or is it it's called... called... <laughs> Go on. Der Letzte Stern. Yeah, it's called The Final Star. Okay. 2004, actual Eurovision. Okay. The Netherlands. Holland. Thank you. Boy band called Reunion, performing a song called Without You. It's a ballad with the singer telling his lover that he simply cannot imagine life without you. Uh-huh. He explains that nothing turns out, turns out right when they're not together and that he has spent his life searching for her and is not about to give and is not about to give her up now. The relationship appears to be somewhat unpopular with the singer's friends, however, <laughs> and he promises to show them they're all wrong. Okay. Um, Reunion are a Dutch-Italian music duo who had formed in 2003 in order to take part in the the Dutch song for Europe. Question. Yes. The Netherlands, Holland, <gasps> Dutch. Why are Dutch people from Holland slash the Netherlands? Sorry, I'm distracted because take that, I've come on the telly. Can we just have a moment to have a look at look at you Gary? Mean, do you want to pause the recording or no. we just want everyone to listen to just you looking at Gary? I just want to stare at Gary. I won't put the volume up. I'll just tell you that he's really hot. Okay. Sorry, what were we talking about? <laughs> Reunion. Reunion are a Dutch Italian duo, Paul de Court and Italian board Fabrizio Panisi, or 
Dutch. I don't know how you pronounce it. Penis eye. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually spelt Fabrizio penis eye. Oh, maybe he has uh, got a penis eye. Penizzi was a founder member of another ba- boy band called All of Us, who'd been formed in 1998. Decor- Paul Decourt then joined that boy band in 2001 when they split up. The two remain friends and went off with a chance to perform for Holland in Eurovision. Uh, without you, their entry reached number 12 on the Dutch chart. And in September 2004, they released a follow-up called If You Love Somebody, which peaked at number 36. Mm-hmm. They then went their separate ways. So without you, by reunion, 20th out of 24. Again, Europe... I want you to love boy bands more. I don't understand why boy bands aren't winning Eurovision every fucking year. It's political, mate. But it just seems that Eurovision is the perfect platform for a boy band. I mean... You want cheese, you want singing, you want dancing, you want matching outfits. Yes, but also I still think they're better suited to uh, an act like Steps. But you say that, but then none of... Like Scooch didn't... Scooch were awesome. They were so Eurovision. They didn't do well, did they? No. Still in 2004, Austrian entry called Tie Break with a song called Du Bist. You are? Yes, thank you very much. I speak German. The members of Tie Break are Tommy, Stefan and Thomas. Uh, before they even reached the Eurovision Life Finals, they were embroiled, embroiled in a bit of a legal challenge to them representing Austria as the song that they performed in the national competition was three minutes and nine seconds Uh-oh. long. The band that came second, who were called Waterloo and Robinson, launched a legal challenge to the fact that they had won with a song that was nine seconds too long. The song is a boy band ballad with the singers describing the various qualities of their lovers. Oh, big boobs. Uh, Long legs. (laughs) Good hair. We need to find a translation. We need mm. to find the lyrics and the translation. Uh, the song didn't do well in the Eurovision finals. It finished 21st out of 24. Oh. But it did peak at number 44 on the Australian singles charts. and stayed Australian? Austrian singles <laughs> charts and stayed there for 10 weeks. Excellent work. Okay. Stay with me, Amy. We're halfway through. Okay, great. There is like 79,000 years of, of Eurovision <laughs> to get through. 2005. Serbia and Montenegro, mm-hmm. boy band called No Name, with a song called Forever Mine. I mean, that is inspired, that name. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually uh, Zalviet Moha. Yeah, I don't speak Montenegrin. I'm not even going to try. Is it not Serbian? No. <laughs> and as I go on, you'll find out why. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Name had been founded in 2003. They're a boy band that play instruments. Oh. They are Marco. Another Marco. Okay. Another Dan- Marco. <laughs> Daniel, Branco, Drago and Bojan. Their entry into Eurovision was controversial even before they got to the finals in Kiev. During the national selection process, it was in the midst of political tension still boiling over between Serbia and Montenegro. Mm-hmm. Their win at the national competition was booed by the audience and as they took to the stage oh, to shit. perform their victory... The mainly Serbian audience were so hostile towards them, they left stage without playing a note. The Montenegrin judges were accused of tactical voting. The runners-up, who were called Flamingos, who were Serbian, took to the stage and they performed instead. Mm. Uh, Both the judges and No Name had to be escorted from the venue in Belgrade by national security. 
Fucking hell. Former Serbian Prime Minister Zoran Zivkovic said the furor had caused much more excitement than the death of Slobodan Milosevic. Oh. <laughs> like, it was a national scandal. They went on to the finals. They finished 7th out of 24, which is a good boy mm. band Eurovision show in. Yes. They disbanded in 2008. Okay. Still in 2005, Latvia. Entry called Waters and Kajar. Mm-hmm. The song is called The War Is Not Over. The Latvian duo consists of Waters Friedenbergs and Carlis Burmeisters. The song is a gentle boy band ballad, which goes, The war is not over. Everyone knows it. It's just a reason to make us believe that someone's the loser, someone's the winner. <laughs> it's interpreted as a call to their fans not to believe what official forces, official sources say. So it's basically the first cry of fake news right. at Eurovision. Okay. The final chorus is performed standing up and using sign language to accompany the lyrics. I oh, think that's, that's like, cute. That's like yeah. take that on tour this year doing Prey. Uh, this year, Latvia had to qualify via the semi-finals. They hadn't scored enough points in the previous year to go to be an automatic finalist. Oh. They just scraped into the finals in 10th place. Uh, Walters lost his voice at the after party of the semi-finals celebrating so much. Oh and, at dress, and at the dress rehearsals, he couldn't sing. Uh, he did manage to sing at the live final. And with all nations voting, they finished fifth out of 24 That's with 153 bad. points. The singer Walters Friedenbergs died on the 17th, 17th of October last year, aged just 30. Oh. I couldn't find out what oh, of, but I just thought sad. it was a sad side note. 2006, yet again, Latvia coming up with the boy band goods with a band called Cosmos and a song called I Hear Your Heart. I feel like I might know this one. Cosmos are a six-piece vocal group who sing a cappella. Uh, lyrically, the group sings about the sound of their lover's heart, which can cut through the chaotic sounds of modern life. Okay, let's have a listen to this one. <laughs> That's the worst one we've heard so far. But they are all dressed in white and they do dance in time with Mate, each other. look at this one. <laughs> look at him. He does look like he teaches you IT. He's in the background <laughs> and you can see why. That was, it was, I can't, I have no words. It was startling the but way you, they began that You didn't song. watch through the end. Uh, towards the end, two of them set up a small robot on stage which dances <laughs> with them. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Okay, I enjoyed the shit robot with the paper plate head. (laughs) (laughs) But it doesn't improve the song. It's the worst thing my ears have ever had to tolerate, (laughs) apart from all the neighbours I've ever had in my life. And their dance routine literally was just that that swaying side bop. Oh, dreadful. (laughs) Dreadful. Okay, so how did they do? They finished 16th out of 24. Wow. I'm surprised it wasn't lower, frankly. (laughs) (laughs) 2007, Andorra. Hmm. A uh, boy band called Anonymous singing a co- song called Salvem Elmon, Let's Save the World. Uh, Anonymous had been formed in th- 2004. No question mark. 2004. <laughs> Anonymous were formed in 2004. I'm qualifying them as a boy band because of the pure Busted and McFly vibes I Ooh. get from watching them. The band members were Nikki, Alejandro, Guil and Christian. They performed at Eurovision as a three-piece because Christian was too young to take part. There's oh. a cut-off. You cannot be under the age of 16 on the day you perform at Eurovision. He was too young. Oh. They sang in Catalan and English 
It was the first time Andorra had not been represented by a female singer. Oh. And also the first time pop punk was entered into the contest. They're not in. We don't have a video for them. Oh, this should be. I'll find it for you. Okay. Lead singer Nicky sings about his dis- disbelief at the state of the world, remarking that the world is in danger and you don't do anything. I just feel that's a very pointy finger. Um, he proposes that everyone unite and think about things they can do to improve the world. The chorus is sung in English with the band singing that humanity has, has as a whole has treated the world badly, having turned it upside down. They finished in 12th place in the semi-final, mm. therefore not qualifying for the live finals, but this still remains the best placing Andorra has ever had. Oh, no, but I've just seen something <clears throat> else that's coming up in a bit. Is it <laughs> Dean Ash? No, they're next. Are they next? Yeah. Yeah. So, still in 2007, the Spanish entry is a boy band called Dinash. Their entry is called I Love You Mi Vida, which translates as I Love You My Darling. They're a four-piece pure boy band. Like, there's not even any boy line here. You look at them, you're absolutely, this is my jam. This is a boy band. They consist of Basti, which is short for Esteban, Mikel, Yavi and Oni. Uh, and they are they do qualify at the higher end of boy band status as they're all in their mid-20s. Mm-hmm. They had formed as a band called Nash in 2006 and they had had two successful singles and an album and were signed to Sony BMG before entering the contest to represent Spain in 2007. Interesting. They had to change their name to Dinash just before the contest as there was another band already called Nash in Mallorca. Fuck's sake. In 2007, they re-released their album post-Eurovision uh, adding in the Eurovision song and a cover of Benny King's Stand By Me and it reached number 23 in Spain selling 30,000 copies. Uh, in two th- They disbanded in 2008 after Oni left to pursue musical theatre. Oh. And after continuing as a three-piece they eventually split in 2013. They reunited for a one-off concert in 2014 and a Again in 2016. Oh, they love a reunion. They finished 20th out of 24 entries. You gonna watch them? Sure. Okay, they're very boy bands. They're all in white. One of them looks like Joe Jonas. They're singing in Spanish. I have no idea what they're saying. Yeah, the only words they say in English is "I love you," (laughs) (laughs) which gets them an extra point for using the word "love." Yes, that's right. (laughs) But yeah, they're all white outfits and belt buckles. I like them. They were peak boy band. Mm. They were definitely top boy band. Mm-hmm. So skip forward 2008. No actual boy bands in the finals. Got you. There had been an entry for the German song by a boy band called G12P, which mm. stood for Germany 12 points. Oh, they... that's the maximum you can score from another country. Yeah. So that's what the reference is. They took part in the competition to represent Germany with a song called When the Boys Come. It wasn't chosen to be in the final. I cannot find this anywhere. I need all our detectives out on YouTube. I have to find this song purely based on the fact that it's called When the Boys Come. Mm -hmm. And I have to see what their dance routine is. (laughs) 2009, again, no boy band entry in the finals. A1 did take part to represent Norway. Norway? As their Eurovision entry with a song called Don't Want to Lose You Again, but they finished second, so oh. didn't represent them. 2010, no boy bands. 
2011 Latvia entry called Music, which is spelt (laughs) M-U-S-I-Q-Q, with a song called Angel in Disguise. They're a duo called Marats and Emil. They'd met in 2008 on a TV show called Choir Wars, and they'd formed a duo in 2009. They're still active now. They didn't get past the semi-final, finished 17th. Uh, side note to music in 2011 Maritz and Emil formed a side project which was a humorous Latvian rap act called Biceps and Triceps (laughs) (laughs) weren't we talking about this earlier let's put on a banner and take that gig very good Biceps and Triceps 2011 an actual boy band in the final representing the UK was a boy band called Blue. Blue. Never heard of him. One rise. No, it's not even the right With words. a song called I Can. They Now, Blue will get their own episode, but yeah. just a little bit about their Eurovision entry. Um, by 2011, we're now deep into the U- part of Eurovision where everyone hates the UK. Yes. It's, it's become very political. No one will give votes to the UK because... Everyone else in Europe thinks we're shitbags. We, we get are. null point. There's a lot of political voting that goes on. The previous year, the UK had finished last with a song written by Stop Aitken and Waterman that called that was called That Sounds Good to Me. Two years before that, in 2008, we had again finished last with, with Andy Abraham's Even If. Oh, poor Andy. Scooch had managed second to last in 2007 <laughs> and Javine had finished third to last in 2005. Oh, Two years before that was 2003, the very famous Gemini scoring Nilpois. The first time in Eurovision history that the UK had ever failed to score a single point, even from Ireland, who always gives us a point, um, probably in hope that we will repeat repeatedly win and they can bank up the BBC. I yeah. don't know why yeah. Ireland vote yeah. for us. They fucking hate us too. <laughs> Blue hadn't released a single since 2005 and hadn't had any actual UK chart success since 2004. So when, was, when was Big Reunion? 2013? Yes, this okay. is post that. But, no, pre that. Yeah, sorry, this is Big Reunion is it's post, post Eurovision. Eurovision for Blue, yeah. Um, so I don't understand quite why Blue were being viewed as the great savers of British Eurovision pride. Mm. It's a bit of a mystery. Um, they gave it their all. They promoted the motherfucking shit out of it. They appeared on <laughs> Graham Norton, BBC Breakfast, Comic yeah. Relief, Paul yeah. O'Grady. The BBC put together a one-hour special documentary called Eurovision, Your Country Needs Blue. Um, yeah, but that's fine. It makes them popular in the UK. But Yeah, that, but we can't vote scorers. for ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, it kind of felt like the BBC needed to justify Blue's inclusion because it was the first time in the history of the Eurovision Song Contest that the British entry hadn't been voted for by the British public. Right. They had just been, this is our entry. Okay. Um, Blue finished 11th out of 25. Mm. On the televoting alone, they would have finished 5th, but they combined two votes. There's the national vote where you all call in and went, I vote for Sweden to win. So there's the national vote, and then there's a, a formal jury vote, and the two scores are combined. So they, on the the public vote, would have finished 5th, Overall, they finished 11th. Not too shabby, um, but also not our best placement in the last two decades, which came from Jay Dewan and Jessica Garlic, who both finished top five. Oh, Jessica Garlic? Yeah. That rings a bell. I think she was another reality TV yeah, I person. Yeah, she was too. I'll Google her later. Who, what was the other name? Jay Dewan. Okay. 
2012 Irish entry Jedward with a song called Lipstick finished Not 19th up, out of 26. This still doesn't make them a boy band no. and they're disqualified from oh, the ultimate boy band chart under the condition that there's specific rule when it comes to compiling the ultimate boy band chart that if you're Jedward you don't qualify. <laughs> I really liked Jedward on Big Brother. I thought they were really fun and really funny. And I really was ready to hate the fucking tits off them. But I found them deeply amusing. But yeah, no, not a boy band. Okay. 2014, no boy band entries anywhere in 2013. 2014, um, band who are... Sorry. 2014, side note, a band called Three Mates, which is spelt 3M8S. They are a Flemish-Belgian boy band Mm. who were all former contestants on Belgian Idol. Uh, They attempted to represent Belgium but didn't qualify with their song, which was called Only Teardrops. Actual final, 2014, the Finnish entry is a band called Soft Engine Mm. with a song called Something Better. They're an alternative rock band but I'm including them under the vamps clause because they're, although they're not pure pop, they're all young enough to qualify. They're between 18 and 21. Okay. They'd been formed in 2011. At the time of their Eurovision appearance, they're a five piece. Their song, Something Better, reached 93 in the UK singles chart. They continue releasing singles up until 2015, but they failed to kind of get any chart success in any territory. In Eurovision, Something Better finished 11th out of 26. Okay. Uh, 2015, side note, a Brisbane-based boy band called JTR failed to win to be the Swedish entry okay. with a song called Building It Up. They're three brothers. They're really cute. And I, I'm adding them to the boy bands to be done list. Oh, cool. I'm going to watch this one. Okay, this episode's now gone on so long that we've had to have a break for a cup of tea <laughs> and to feed Elvis because we've been going 72 hours. It was all that porn talk at the beginning. <laughs> I wonder if there's a market for us to do some kind of porn. Um, I know we talked about it, but... Maybe a separate Patreon campaign for anyone that's interested <laughs> in us just talking dirt about boy bands. We're veering into di- different territory here. We're going to end up being those girls who are like on the internet like taking off their bras for people to pay the money do you think people would pay for that i do i mean you've got a mighty pair of breasticles knockers <laughs> knockers someone called them i can't week. imagine anyone would pay to see mine oh i can't get anyone to look at them for free oh sorry don't <laughs> say that 2015 denmark a boy band called anti-social media oh I feel that's me <laughs> they completely honed in on on my area in life (laughs) with a song called the way you are they are a pop rock band formed the year before they're still active now according to wikipedia can't find anything out about them four piece philip nikolai david and emil they failed to get through the semi-final finishing in 13th place the first time in over a decade that denmark hadn't appeared in the live finals oh (laughs) still in 2015 italian entry il volo Borderline boy band, they're an operatic pop trio. Oh, God. Uh, they were formed in 2010. Piero, Gianluca and Ignacio had met on Italian television singing competition. 
in which they'd all entered as soloists. This and is the- how every pop opera <laughs> yeah oh fuck <laughs> off i hate it they had entered as soloists and the show's creator had the idea to put them together oh, as a trio what an original similar idea similar to the three tenors <laughs> they're still all aged under 18 when they were signed to geffen records they had major worldwide success including winning two billboard latin music awards and had released four albums prior to be to performing in eurovision why do people like this i it's just not our thing it's the same way people are like why do people like boy bands because they're awesome everyone has their niche in 2015 they won the san remo music festival which gave them the opportunity to represent italy at eurovision and as italy is one of the big five acts they automatically qualify for the finals and they came third out of 27 entries okay the second best performance Hmm. from a boy band even though they're borderline boy band they're young they qualify on the age grounds i mean it's good that they're young yeah that's it (laughs) opera no 2016 denmark yet again trying it with a boy band called lighthouse x no i apologize it's written as lighthouse x it's pronounced lighthouse 10 (laughs) that x is pronounced 10 (laughs) yes (laughs) all right denmark with your latin uh song is called soldiers of love the song was leaked on spotify prior to them competing in the denmark song for europe i don't know how something can leak on spotify Somebody it's, stole it and put it on Spotify. I'm not sure Spotify, getting something on Spotify needs to be slightly more formal. I'm thinking of what we went through to get the podcast on Spotify. They don't just go, oh yeah, excellent, put your song on. Like they verify. Do they? I don't know. Um, they beat <laughs> <laughs> They beat all the other Denmark entries to perform in Stockholm. They finished 17th in their semi-final, failing to qualify for the live final. Um, they are way too old probably to be counted as a boy band they're all in their early 30s i've purely included them because their performance in their semi-final includes the light up mic stands that new kids on the block used in the Mm. package tour in 2013 and in europe in 2014 Mm. it's the only reason they've even qualified as a boy band because they're using new kids on the block kit 2016 the entry for the uk joe and jake with a song called you're not alone Joe and Jake had been formed in 2015. They are Joe Walford from Ruthin in Wales and Jake Shakeshaft from Newcastle Underline. That is a great name. They met while participating in the fourth series of The Voice. I knew it was one of those. Joe made it through to the live shows and Jake made it through to the knockout round. After the show ended, they formed a duo. Um, In a February 2016 interview with The Gay Times, Jake Shakeshaft said... Uh, Jake Shakeshaft was asked about the inspiration behind the duo's Eurovision song and he said, The inspiration is the sentiment of togetherness, having support in times of need and being there for others. Oh, that's a bit wanky. They finished 24th out of 26. Oh, Joe and Jake. It's kind of, and I don't know if, like we've established at this point, Eurovision is not geared up for boy bands. It's not their thing. But I don't know if this was, they didn't want the boy band or they just still fucking hate the uk yeah uh, joe and jake are still active and signed to sony the eurovision entry you're not alone you're not alone reached number 81 in the singles chart of the uk followed up by a single called tongue-tied which failed to chart 
the most notable boy band entry for 2016 is not a boy band. Mm. It was, however, the representative from Ireland. Oh my God, this is the one I'm really excited about. I've got to watch <laughs> who this. Who was a performer called Nicky Byrne oh, Nicky from Byrne. Wessler. I was just talking about Nicky Byrne this morning. He had taken page. part in the second semi-final singing a song called Sunlight, which was taken from his debut solo album, which was also called Sunlight. It was the first time Byrne had performed in public since Westlife had split three years before. The song was written with a guy called Wayne Hector, who's written for artists such as One Direction, Britney Spears, Nicki Minaj and Jason Derulo. Um, His songwriting credits also include seven of Westlife's number one singles, including Flying Without Wings, Swear It Again and World of Our Own. Nikki Byrne failed to qualify for the live finals, finishing in 15th place in their semi-final. Can we watch it now? You can watch it now, yes. It's not a bad song. It's not a bad vibe. He is just the cutest man. He was made to be in a boy band, but he is not a solo artist. Yeah, I question, because we've established at this point that Ireland almost, as a nation, were almost bankrupted by winning Eurovision three years in a row. And therefore, they started putting in really shit entries to guarantee they didn't win, I, which is called the My Lovely Horse Effect. I'm wondering if Nicky Byrne is still them going the My Lovely Horse route. Isn't he married to the Prime Minister's daughter? Oh, yes, he is. Mm. I don't know who's the Prime Minister anymore. Mm. Bertie Ahern. No, he's not. Okay. It's Michael D. Higgins is okay. the Prime Minister. Of, the ex-Prime Oh, is that Minister. the President? No, so President is, uh, the shock is Leo Varadkar. And Michael D. Higgins is the Prime Minister. Literally, or the other way around. I don't know anything about Irish politics at all, other than the shit that we... I know how to spell Taoiseach without looking at my keyboard. You know how to spell what? Taoiseach. What is that? That's what Leo Varadkar is. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cutie. But that's the most notable boy band entry for 2016. Didn't qualify. Mm. I don't know if that's worse. Not getting through for the semi-finals is worse than Joe and Jake who were guaranteed to be in the final coming 24th out of 26. Yeah. Shame. You're not alone, boys. <laughs> arr, arr. Um, and that brings us slamming into 2019 because there are no boy band qualifying entries for 2017 and 2018. And that brings us up to date. So this year's two boy bandish entries, the Czech Republic have a band called Lake Malawi. They're an indie pop trio. So they're not really boy band, but they've got that young, mm-hmm. could appeal to teenage girls look. They were formed in 2013. Their name is inspired by a song called Calgary by Bon Eva. Uh, they've opened on tour for Miko, The Kooks and 30 Seconds to Mars. Mm. They've had 12 singles with varying success in the Czech Republic. Their song is called Friend of a Friend. Borderline boy band. Mm. I would err uh, towards a not a boy band. But if you're looking for someone, if you have the opportunity to watch Eurovision on Saturday night and you're looking for a band to get behind and support, Mm. go Lake Malawi. The other vaguely interesting entry is the Lithuanian entry is a guy called Juri Viklenko. He used to be in a boy band, which were called the Rollicks. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's the end of our boy band megathon. It was long. I couldn't find a decent place to cut it in half and do like let's save half mm. of this and do Eurovision again next year no I think it's fine I think we we think we've got the right yeah. number I don't think we're that's, going that, to that's point them 30 new bands slamming into the charts no we're not going to point them no they 
most we'll of them, shuffle them in as yeah somewhere. anyone that had chart success i will point up their chart success i'll point up their how long they were together and we will pop them into the charts but they're gonna fall out of the top 20 in that whole batch of reality tv yeah. boy bands we had so but i just thought we'd have a little eurovision flag waving it's made me really in the mood for Eurovision. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I've never been to a Eurovision party. I've never oh, played the Eurovision do, drinking game. I used to do a Eurovision party every year. Mm, but you don't anymore. No, I've got no friends anymore. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I almost said it for you and I thought, I, no, Amy, you can't say that. So, yeah, cool. Okay, well, that's given us some food for thought as well because obviously we've got Blue that needs to have their own independent episode. Um, yeah. Who are the other ones? The Obviously A1. Yes, we'll have their own episode. Mm. Perhaps we can time the A1 episode for when we go and see them, which is... March 2020. Right. <laughs> planning mm-hmm. ahead. Look at, us, <laughs> look at us planning nine months ahead of the game. Yeah, who's our, what's our next gig? So we've got, I've got two take that next weekend. I don't go back until the end of June, so we okay. will do O-Town. We're going to have our O-Town... O-Town will be before that. Meet so and I've, got, I've got four take, take that's before O-Town, then we've got O-Town, then you go back to the US. Holy fuck, four take that's. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna be a grown-up for a bit. I have to go and do some work. I miss the most major event of the year. Mm, yeah. I got my hand over email from my boss yesterday saying, What's... sorry you missed the baby. Was oh, kind of what, like, the, the like Dan- I'd planned the it. Danny Baker incident. Is oh, that, yeah. Is that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, guys, for listening. We, uh, yeah, thanks for sticking with us. If you've made it this far, I'm gonna you'll get an endurance badge. And you can go follow us on our social medias. Yeah, we are on Twitter at the Boy Band Pod. Instagram at I'm with the Boy Band. We have there's two Facebook pages. I know some of you are finding the wrong ones. We have the podcast official page, which is Isn't one of those. Group? Is it a group? So or there's a page? there's a page which is the official podcast page called I'm with the Boy Band. That's just linked to our Twitter. It's makes us a podcast on instagram and then there's the podcast group which is i'm with the boy band that's where all the chatter happens where zoe's revealing about currently this afternoon revealing about the time i accidentally grabbed donny Warburg by the nuts yeah accidentally yeah <laughs> she says <laughs> it's it's a nice little group it's very niche there's only a couple of hundred of us in there so do come in and join the discussion it, we're very happy to have everyone yeah and if you want to support our lifestyle <laughs> both sounds like we both completely lost the will at this point (laughs) (laughs) get on patreon we're on patreon.com forward slash boy band we would love you to support us and sponsor us and now i'm home from tour i'm going to start working on the patreon supporters merch you'll get a little gift in the post i will also email you all for your addresses because i forgot to tick the box saying i need your addresses so when you get an email (laughs) asking for your address it's not some nigerian prince it's me <laughs> I like it when it's the Nigerian princes. But thanks. So yeah, thank you. Um, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Thanks this week go to Wikipedia for their extensive, extensive. Oh fucking hell! I bet coverage that's <laughs> of Eurovision and to the website called Diggilu Diggilay, which also has the lyrics broken down, and uh, to the BBC. And I'd like to thank Gary Barlow for his arms. Oh, I'd like to thank Donny Wahlberg for being peaked already (laughs) thank you so much i'm just sticking with the arms the arms are everything i it's the arse for me (laughs) okay well we might see you next week bye bye
our theme music is Dance With You by Fire and Lights. From the Songs About a Girl trilogy by Chris Russell, visit songsaboutagirl.com. Gary! <laughs> <laughs>